1: With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming. Aaron Lemming. Providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming.
2: What's up, Bears fans? Welcome to another edition of the Bearport podcast. Free agency is officially underway. Teams are allowed to negotiate and agree to deals with players, and then officially sign the deals Wednesday afternoon. And for the Chicago Bears, it's an exciting time. We all knew they had a lot of cap space, a lot of money to come in here and spend. Um, And, you know, they, they went out and made a big trade on Friday, trading number one overall pick to Carolina. It's a fun time. It's an exciting time. And the Bears have already made three signings as we sit here. Late Monday afternoon, a couple hours after the start, We're going to discuss all that, break down each one of the three signings, potentially a fourth if anything breaks during the podcast. Let's get into all of that, and I'm going to welcome in my co-host Aaron Lemming. And Aaron, as we were kind of talking before we started this podcast, the Bears have made some moves, um, but they still have a couple big needs in our eyes. I think we both agree that they're going to need to get a – a couple defensive linemen in my eyes and then address the offensive line a little more. But first off, what are your kind of your thoughts on what we've seen so far today with the three signings?
3: Well, I think just kind of like working on this, you know, from the, you know, the bottom back of the top here, I think the TJ Edwards signing was fantastic. I mean, when you look at a lot of like the, you know, the different publications and what they had projected, including our good friend uh, Brad Spielberger over at PFF, uh, a lot of people had him getting, you know, 10 to $13 million a year. And the fact that the Bears were able able to get him for $6.5 million a year, uh $12 million guaranteed, I think that's a great move. Obviously, he's your Mike linebacker. makes some sense. Um, You know, you've also got Jack Sanborn. So I think that was a great move. And then all of a sudden, he kind of started seeing some of these, you know, these guys in the trenches start falling off the board. It was like it, it felt like Mike McGlinchey was the kind of the – Worst kept secret in the NFL in terms of him going to the Bears. And then all of a sudden the Broncos came in last minute and they decided to spend big money and they gave him I think it was seventeen and a half million dollars a year and off he went. And then Jawan Taylor goes to Kansas City to be the left tackle of Kansas City. So it's like all of a sudden you're starting to look and you're like, all right, well, what's going on? You know, and then the Bears came out with a flurry of the next two moves. You know, they go out and they get Nate Davis, who I had projected to the Bears, um in my mock-off season, the only the only guy I've hit on so far in terms of my projections uh, three year, $30 million deal with, I think it's like pretty much, I think it's close to, I think it's $19 million guaranteed. Um, solid move. I, I, here's what I will say. I had Nate Davis projected as kind of like that second wave type of move, like, like a Tuesday or Wednesday type of move after like guys like say, and some of these other better offensive linemen, especially interior offensive linemen went. So I'm a little, lukewarm on the fact that they just spent 10 million dollars on a you know a year on a guy that is a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker because that was the exact issue that the Bears had last year is they need better pass blockers um and then the Tremaine Edmonds deal is I think the most interesting yes he's a really good player um and yes he's super young and yes he probably fits this defense better than what Roquan Smith did but I feel like the only way that a deal like this makes sense is if the bears go out and they spend, you know, $20 million a year on Orlando Brown or, you know, sign uh, Caleb McGarry, like an offensive tackle, or they go on and they sign a guy like Zach Allen um, or Draymond Jones, which seems more and more unlikely as we're recording this. And as the day goes on, it seems like he's going to the Browns. So it's like, if you make another move or two like that, okay, cool. Like you just went out, you spent a bunch of money. It makes sense. Now, if, if Tremaine Edmonds is the guy that they sign at eighteen million dollars a year, he got four years, seventy-two million dollars, and it sounds like he's going to be a front-loaded deal with like fifty-two or fifty-four million guaranteed. If that is your big signing, then you are building the team backwards. I'm just going to put it that way right now because. As we saw last year, it does not matter how good of a, a group of linebackers you have, Roquan Smith included, if your defensive line is terrible. It doesn't matter how good your receivers can be if your offensive line is terrible and can't pass block for your young quarterback. And that's the thing. Again, we're still super early into this. The Bears have got number nine overall. They've got two second-round picks and a super early third-round pick. I get all that, but it felt like the Bears had a very clear – um objective coming into this offseason right they had to get more talent around justin fields they had to improve the trenches and so far again so far we're we're barely in the day one of free agency with with three decent sized moves and so far they have not really addressed either one of those i get it nate davis solid signing better run blocker than he is pass blocker but it's like Now we need to see the moves that actually make sense. We need to see them sign another good pass-blocking offensive lineman. We need to see them sign a three technique or a one technique in a defensive end. We need to start seeing them build some of the talent in front of the guys that they just signed and the guy that they just traded for in D.J. Moore.
2: Yeah, I I think, you know, the Bears have made three signings. Um, It's 349 right now. But as we sit here, I still think the two biggest needs – are, are the going into the off season are still the two biggest needs right now for the bears. And that is probably an offensive tackle. And that's definitely a defensive tackle, another a defensive lineman. And, you know, we saw what Javon Hargrave got. Um, he ended up going to San Francisco, a 30 year old getting that monster deal. Good for him. Um, and then the other team involved was obviously the Cleveland Browns. Um, so you look at it, the bears really weren't going to go that much. And Hargrave probably won the play on a contender right away. And San Francisco gives them that opportunity. Now you look at the options left. I mean, you mentioned Allen, obviously Draymond Jones, another guy who's out there, but it sounds like Cleveland's really involved with him as a front runner. He's a Cleveland native. Um, You know, he said it'd be cool to go back home and play. So that would take off a big option off the board right there for the bears. And looking at what's left, man. I mean, there's not a lot. And they're in a position number nine where like, I don't think Tyree Wilson's going to fall from Texas tech well, Anderson sure as hell isn't going to fall, and in my opinion, I don't see Jalen Carter falling to number nine. Um, so then you kind of flip it over. Okay, you maybe you take Paris Johnson, the offensive tackle there. Um, maybe you take another offensive tackle at nine and kind of address that need. But then you look at the defensive line, and and impending more moves. I mean, it's still the worst defensive line in football. Now I, and the linebackers obviously got better, um, but I'm with you. You know, T.J. Edwards is a is a fine signing. I have no problem with the Termaine Edmonds signing. Um, it's a big deal. I believe Rappaport said it's the largest four-year deal for um a line or an inside linebacker in NFL history, if I if I heard that right. Um but yeah, if that's your big signing, I mean, you still have these issues that you have at the start of the offseason, you know, going into the draft now. Obviously, you know, there's a lot, of time. This is three hours in. There's gonna be more deals, there'll probably be more deals tonight but on my wish list man i I want a big defensive tackle I want uh as close to a game changer as you can get um you know on the offense or on the defensive line because I think that would do wonders uh for like I said what was the worst defense line in all of football
3: yeah well and I and I think again it's it's still in this bear saying and I think we're both aware of it but I just want people to know that we're aware of it. Like it bears saying like, yes, it's still super early. I'm not saying that this is nearly a finished product. I think that basically what we're both saying right now is, okay, cool, cool moves. But now we need to kind of see, like, let's go ahead and start handling your real big needs, right? Like they need a professional plus... Right tackle or left tackle if they want to go out and sign Orlando Brown. Okay, cool. Or if you want to sign, if you, I'm even fine with this. If they want to give Orlando Brown left tackle money at like $22 million a year and move him right side, I'm fine with that. I'm an Oklahoma fan. Like I watched Orlando Brown. I thought he was going to be a better fit on the right side anyway. He looked a lot better, at least to me, on the right side when he was playing in Baltimore athletically, I don't know that he's quite the type of fit, um, you know, that, that you would be looking for ideally, but at the same time I'd rather take a gamble on him than Caleb McGarry at this point. So, you know, and that's kind of the thing, like if they go out and let's say they sign Draymond Jones and it's like, okay. And then, and then maybe you go make a move for like a, you know, like an edge two kind of guy, then, then it makes a little bit more sense because then you're saying, okay, you got your three tech, you can probably find at least some one tech depth and in, in, uh free agency not a big deal. okay, you still got a big hole out right tackle. you still got a decent hole at center. That's fine. You could draft a center in the third round, you know, whatever. uh you know, you're sitting there at number nine. Paris Johnson Jr. makes a ton of sense or Broderick Jones or I guess if you feel comfortable with the lack of length from uh, Peter Skoronsky, you can go that route too. but again, I think that, free agency is never really going to be, or not, you know, not often is going to be a long-term type of fix. But I think that, uh I-, I think that you also have to, with as bad as this team is and with as much money as they have and have to spend, I think you also kind of have to go process of elimination. And this is a pretty good tackle class as a whole. And again, like, I, you know, like when you're looking at this right now, there's still a few names out there. Orlando Brown, Caleb McGarry, the two big names. Taylor Luwan, if he wants to play, is still out there. Donovan Smith is another one that got cut. He's going to be out there. Okay, that's fine. Like, there's still options, and I'm not saying that there's not. But at the same time, you know, you're, you're talking about, like, right now, they don't have a single solution on the defensive line. They need four new starters, and they don't have a single solution out of the first three signings that they made. And they signed a guy to $18 million contract, right? $18 million a year contract. So, it's, again, we need to see how this plays out. I just, I feel... I would have felt better personally if they would have, you know, gone out and, and, and made a move at three tech. And again, I never thought I didn't think Javon Hargrave was going to be a great fit for the bears. Now, obviously if they're contending like San Francisco, it makes a ton more sense to add a 30 year old. That's one of the best interior pass rushers in the league for the bears I agree. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's, you know, the smartest of moves, but I do think that Draymond Jones is somebody that makes sense. Zach Allen is a guy that I've been pounding the table for, for weeks. I know that, you know, Greg Gabriel disagrees with me, but I do think that he makes a ton of sense at three tech. I Greg seems to think he's more of a one tech and that's fine. Obviously he was, you know, he, he ran an organization in the NFL. I didn't, um, but uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you just got to make a move and it can't just be, Uh, you know, Puna Ford and then whatever else. Like you need to make an impactful move with a pass rusher because right now your, your defensive line is not even, it's unquestionable, the worst defensive line in all football. And I think it's, it's great to see these signings that linebacker, but if they're not, if they're not getting anything done in front of them, then I've, I've got news for you right now. It's, it's, it's not going to matter how good their linebacking core is. So again, early, But I would really like to see them transition to the lines right now. If you can't get a deal done, an offensive tackle, okay, that's fine. You're going to have some good options there at number nine. So go attack three technique. Go attack defensive line. Go attack defensive end. Do something to lessen your big needs. Because, yes, the Bears have number nine overall. They have two second-round picks, which happen to be at the end of the second round. And then they have you know early third. It's like, but you still have a lot of needs. And, again, I know that all these needs aren't going to get solved in one off season, but when you look at some of the teams that were good in the playoffs outside of having really good quarterbacks they were really good in the trenches and I think that that's where the Bears need to start focusing and and really kind of get that under control it's like and like we're talking about before this podcast started just because you draft somebody at a position of need doesn't mean that they're going to be great right out of the gate or doesn't mean it's going to work out like you usually have a better chance of hitting on a free agent, even if it's only for, you know, two or three years, and maybe they disappoint a little bit, but at least you know what kind of production you're going to get out of that guy versus going into the draft where you can be super high on somebody and they may not work out. So again, it's early, but it is time to start focusing on the needs that you have, that you just, you simply can't fill all those through the draft. Like that it's time to start filling those needs.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: I don't have it on me. Maybe you have the number, Aaron. Do you know how much more the Bears have to spend? I know it's still a lot. I mean, they could still go out and spend. Um, I was just kind of talking about like cap number or cash number? Um, to meet the floor,
3: uh, to meet the floor. So at least, cause I know Edmonds got, I think it us just call it 52. And then I know Nate Davis got 19, 19. Yep. Um, and then I think TJ Edwards got 12. Um, I can't So, I mean, you're like, cause with DJ more, cause he was 20 million. So I think that was, they came in needing to spend about 133. So i guess they've probably cut that number a little bit more than in half. Let's say they probably got about 40% of that. So what? 50 million dollars left to go so i mean it's it and it's kind of that's that's kind of the thing like they're at that point now where the the cash floor isn't even going to be really a big consideration in terms of cap space we haven't seen the two cap hits like we know tj edwards is going to be a five million dollar cap hit and i think that i could be wrong but i i don't think that Edmonds is going to at least it looked like he was going to be front loaded so you could see like 18 to 20 million dollar cap hit from him i think davis will probably be a little back loaded so i would guess you're probably still looking, especially with Cody Whitehair, because I I can't imagine they're going to keep both him and Lucas Patrick. One of those guys is going to get cut. I I would guess you're still probably looking at forty five, fifty million dollars to spend somewhere around there.
2: Yeah, and I mean they 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 have money to spend. It's not like Aaron and I are saying like they don't have any money. Like they, we should definitely panic. Um, we just want to see you know the two you know biggest needs to kind of get addressed. Because if not, man, I mean they're going to be in trouble on that defensive line. Um, once again, come come come. The season, and and obviously again, there's still a lot of time here in free agency. It's only Monday. There will be moves made. They also have the draft and everything. But you don't want to rely on the draft to kind of fill all your needs there. Aaron, let's go kind of do this. Let's go player by player that the Bears have signed, um, and kind of give our thoughts on if we like the move or not. And we'll start with the first one. I want to say it happened. What it was like um, 15 minutes after the uh, the the opening of the you know quote-unquote tampering period in the NFL and it was TJ Edwards a local kid out of Lake Villa played at Wisconsin um, for the Badgers and and ironically enough I believe someone that we know in our chat mentioned that Jack Sanborn replaced him at Wisconsin when Edwards left fifth year in the league now playing for um, the Philadelphia Eagles his entire career and Really, you look and I, I like this signing, and I know you're going to say you're you probably don't like the signing as well. Um, it, it's a solid signing at linebacker. I think it's good value. Um, excuse me for the Bears um, getting that deal done, the three-year deal, and when you look at it overall, you know, nineteen and a half million dollars. The Bears did have a, a little bit of a need there at linebacker, so I'm okay with them addressing it. Addressing uh, it through T.J. Edwards. You look at his 2022 season. Played in all 17 regular season games. First time he's done that in his career. 159 total tackles, 10 tackles for loss, um, seven passes defensed, two sacks on a really good Eagles defense that had a really good front seven. And to me, I think, you know, obviously it it fits a need that the Bears had. Um, He's familiar with Ian Ian Cunningham. So it kind of works out well for the Bears there. What were kind of your thoughts on, on TJ Edwards and what we should maybe? Look out for in his
3: game? Well, I think TJ Edwards is a really good move for the Mike linebacker position, right? I mean, like you said, he's a local kid, former undrafted uh, free agent, actually played with, uh, you know, played with Jack Sanborn at one point. So basically, it's kind of like receiver, right? Where you're like, you start making these moves, and maybe like Jack Sanborn by himself isn't enough to move the needle. But all of a sudden, you add a guy like TJ Edwards, and obviously, Tremaine Edmonds, and all of a sudden he's your Sam, and you—you, you, I mean, you're looking at one of the better linebacking cores in the league. Um, so I, I think it makes a ton of sense. I mean, Edwards is not quite as good in coverage as you know maybe you would like to hope, but he's definitely getting better. And I think that that was kind of more one of those upside gambles where, again, man, a lot of people expected Edwards to get closer to like 10 to $13 million a year. Like the fact that they got him on a three-year, $19.5 million deal with $12 million guaranteed, I mean, that's a really that's a really good value signing. He's only twenty 26 years old. I think he'll be 27, um, you know, when the season starts. Like you're talking about a younger guy that still has his best football uh, left to play. So I think it, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that he's a good fit for uh, what Matt Eberflus is trying to do on defense.
2: Then looking a couple hours later, you know, those kind of, some, Dead time there where you know the Bears really weren't making any moves. Um, it took them a little bit, a couple of hours to make another move. And as we watched, you know, Mike McGlenchy went off the board. Um, there's a couple other guys that went off the board. Obviously, Javon Hargrave went off the board. Um, and you look, and, and the Bears obviously, you know, have a need on the offensive line, and they addressed it by going um, with Nate Davis and the former Tennessee Titan played four years there. Started 54 games um, over that span. He might, you know, uh, third-round pick out of Charlotte in the draft. And when I look at Nate Davis, man, at guard, you know, primarily played right guard, 6'3", you know, big, 315 pounds, kind of a mauler described um, on the offensive line, way better in, in run blocking um, than pass blocking in my eyes. I, I He did get better. Last year at pass blocking, I saw Football Outsiders still credit him with eight sacks given up. For me, it's a good depth signing. It's a good piece, a guy that probably is going to come in and start. I shouldn't say depth, come in and start because, like you said, I mean, they're not going to keep both Lucas Patrick and Cody White here. For me, though, like, what do they do now with this offensive line? Um, do they trust Kevin Jenkins? Like, because we saw what happened last year with Jenkins losing his right tackle job not showing up or was nowhere to be found for the first couple of days of training camp. We had no idea what was going on um with him. He settles in at right guard. They still use that rotation with him and Lucas Patrick at right guard. And Jenkins ended up being one of their best line alignment all year. Is this a move where Jenkins maybe goes back out to right tackle? They put him at left guard. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities here. Can Nate Davis play left guard? Like I, it's really hard here to kind of see where he's going to fit in. Um, And it is a three-year deal for him. So in my eyes, like, I'm not super excited about this. Um, I I just, you know, I I look at the past blocking struggles over the course of his career. Um, You know, he was good in the, in the pass blocking win rate on ESPN. But then again, man, like, you know, I know, I don't know. I can't speak for you, but I know myself, like in other Bears fans, we kind of looked at that metric and saw sam mustopher was one of the best um in that stat on ESPN so i don't know how much weight to put in that espn stat of the pass block win rate um where davis excelled i i don't know how i feel about this one i, I mean i'm not going to complain about it but i i don't you know i don't think it's a, a terrible move i'm just kind of looking at it as like now what do you do with the offensive line do you continue to shuffle you bring. Are they going to sign another tackle? Are they going to draft a tackle? Who goes where? For me, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, this move kind of, you know, creates a, some questions. Like, what are they going to do with the offensive line? In my eyes, am I am I wrong for thinking that?
3: No, I, I don't think you are at all. Um, for starters, pass block win rate is trash. Like, yeah. well, I don't, I don't know ES, how else the
2: ESPN to put it. one, right? The, yeah, it is, but, yeah. and I
3: don't know how else to put it. Like, it's just, it's absolute garbage. Like the whole like the what is it the three second rule or whatever the hell it is yeah. like I'm sorry but you can't especially in today's NFL where half the league's quarterbacks are mobile like that is such a terrible terrible number like the Bears were arguably in and, and that's the other thing is it doesn't take into account like true pass blocking sets versus play action versus anything else so it's like <laughs> like how can you accurately you know turn that into an analytic when you don't have any other sort of context behind it like the Bears at one point were like in the top five in that category as a whole for the for their offensive line when in true pass sets when you actually look at their true pass set numbers they were quite literally the worst team in the NFL in in terms of true pass sets and, and protecting the quarterback like I'm sorry but that's just yeah that's a terrible it's just a terrible metric but Regardless, um, no, I agree with you, and I think, again, like I, I, it's definitely an interesting move because you know, I, I, I just I don't know, I don't know, are is it are they going to cut Cody Whitehair now, or are they going to, you know, I, I don't know that you can keep, I, I don't know that you can keep both. Uh, Oh, man, why am I drawing a blank on his name now? Lucas Patrick and, and Cody White here. I don't think you can keep both of those guys at the at the numbers that they're making right now because um, one, one, if not both of those guys, are going to be depth now. And I think that, again, like I, and I've said this and I will continue to believe this, regardless if they do it or not, the Bears need three new starters on the offensive line. Okay, you've got one. So what are you going to do with the other? But like you said, Nate Davis has only played right guard, and frankly, the Bears' treatment of Tevin Jenkins last year doesn't exactly inspire confidence. That, to me, at least, that they see him as a long-term piece. And to be fair, I think when you look at some of the injury concerns that he's had since he's come into the league, and you know, and especially the two injuries that he had last year, I mean, it's I think it's kind of fair to wonder, you know, how durable he can be. But at the same time, if you're asking me to choose between the two players based on, you know, like play alone, then I'm absolutely taking Jenkins. And I think the concern would be the, the same way that if they signed a guy like Orlando Brown, you know, in, in moving a young player like uh, Braxton Jones to right tackle instead of keeping at left tackle, it would be the same exact concern that I'd have with Tevin Jenkins. Like you started him off at left tackle, then you moved him to right tackle. He, you know, he lost that job. Then you moved him to right guard. Now you're going to move him to. The left guard like I don't I, I just I don't know I, I don't know I don't really I don't really understand you know what the what the plan is there but again I guess we're just gonna have to wait uh I would guess Wednesday or Thursday we'll get a presser from you know obviously the the trade once it's final the draft day trade once it's finalized with DJ Moore and then also uh you know any big free agent signings that they have and maybe we'll be able to get a little bit more uh, you know, clarity in terms of what their plan is, but yeah, I think on the on the surface, in terms of looking at just like history of the players and everything else, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I don't really know what the plan is. I I'm fine with Davis. I think that's a little bit more money than I would have paid for him. I had him projected three years, twenty one million, so basically seven million dollars a year. So it's not huge. It's free agency. It is what it is, but. Now you're talking about fit. Now you're talking about, you know, is he going to displace somebody? Is he replacing Cody Whitehair? Are they going to move Cody Whitehair into center and, and cut Lucas Patrick? Did he just replace Tevin Jenkins because Tevin Jenkins isn't reliable enough? Like, if he just replaced Tevin Jenkins because he wasn't reliable enough, I don't know that the Bears look braided at all. And you've still got the same exact issue where you've got an issue at left guard, you've got an issue at center, and you've got an issue at right tackle. So what, what did you really solve in that case if that really is really is a situation?
4: That's U-N-I-F-Y-D dot com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including E.E. system.
2: Yeah, I mean, that. that's it's curious and and that's kind of the one thing I wanted was the offensive line shirt up going into, you know, OTAs and, and maybe, maybe to June sessions. Um, I know it's kind of hard to really do that with the pending moves coming and all that, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be another kind of question here moving forward. And then the other, the third signing, it it happened literally like, like five minutes after the Nate Davis signing was, was, and I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here. And I, I, I think, you would agree, shocking to both of us. It was Tremaine uh, Edmonds, the Buffalo Bills linebacker. It's a four-year deal, seventy-two million dollars with fifty-two million guaranteed. As I mentioned, the largest, you know, inside linebacker, um, in NFL history. And looking at it, I like Edmonds. I loved him coming out of college at Virginia Tech. He did struggle. I, I feel like he really didn't play um, up to the hype with Buffalo in his four years there or five years there. Um, However, you know, look at him last year, just looking at some notes and stuff on Twitter and then reading some articles. He was definitely better in pass coverage um, than he was before. Kind of the guy that you want, you know, to play sideline to sideline, really good tackler, things like that. I I think he's got to fit what Matt Adlerfus wants to do. And he's a, he's a hell of a talent. Like, when he puts it together and if he can play like he did last season he's a hell of a talent now he had a better defensive line in front of him you know he also had von miller off the edge as well that definitely helped i'm curious to see how he's going to play you know here in chicago where like we said man it's 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 not a good defensive line right now um they've definitely struggled and if they don't cheer it up i mean it could impact him but a Tackler, one of the best run defenders I saw um, somewhere on Twitter. um, His run defense numbers are are pretty damn good. Run stuff numbers are pretty damn good. What was your kind of your take on on Tremaine Edmonds? And, you know, were you shocked like I was? Yeah,
3: well, I think so there's two ways to look at this move, right? You can either look at it as you know the bears traded away roquan smith instead of paying him five years 100 million dollars so or 20 million dollars a year um they got a second round pick and a fifth round pick back for him so you can look at this as saving two million dollars a year um and getting a slightly younger guy probably a better scheme fit but not as good of a linebacker or as consistent of a linebacker um or you can look at it as why didn't you just keep Roquan Smith? Like, you know, it's just kind of one of those, like, you can look at it either way. And now I will say this, like, I like Edmonds. I think that like in a vacuum, the Edmonds move is good. But again, like you're looking, you're looking at spending $18 million a year on an off the ball linebacker that what are you doing on the defensive line? Like, because like you said, like, you know, you look at what he did in Buffalo and it's like, okay, well the Buffalo had a really good defensive line. So that's, that's really cool that he produced behind a good defensive line, but what's it going to look like if he's producing behind a really bad defensive line again? And so I think that those, that's kind of one of those moves where we're just going to have to kind of see it play out. Like I said, I, I, I can see both sides of the coin. I'm not quite ready to make a decision on that. I felt like, you know, at 12, you know, 12 to $15 million a year, it may have made a little bit more sense, but again, like if this is their big money move that they made in free agency, not counting DJ Moore with the trade in terms of taking on you know 20 million dollar cap hit this year. But if this is their big money move and all of free agency, I think it makes a lot less sense because again, I and I I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, but you need help in the trenches. on both sides of the ball because your your football team isn't going to get much better if you don't do that. So if, if, if this is the move, if this is the big move that you make and you say, no, we're not going to sign Draymond Jones, 18, $20 million a year, you know, 17 and a half million dollars a year was too much for us on Mike McGlinchey. We don't want to pay Orlando Brown 20 to $22 million a year. And we don't like Caleb McGarry that much. It's like, okay, then what, what are we, what's going on here? Because again, like those those are the those were the big needs. And you can say, yes, they have the draft. Yes, they can make some value moves. How many of the value moves worked out for them last year? Not many. How many value moves work out for teams in general? Not many at all. So saying, okay, well, they can just spend their first four picks on offensive and defensive line, well, that's great, but that's still that's a crapshoot in terms of if you're actually going to be able to improve both lines that much. Um, so again, for me, it's kind of an incomplete right now, and I know I'm kind of going in circles on this, but it, it's a lot harder to grade these types of moves when you're not making any any you know substantial progress in the trenches like like we all expected them to.
4: You ready?
1: Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita! Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall Guy.
4: That's what the poster said.
1: See Ryan
0: Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
4: Trying to make it out? Nope.
1: Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13.
2: And there's more moves coming, I, I believe. I, I hope so. Um, you know, watching FL Network and seeing all these names scroll across. There's talent out there, but. Like Aaron and I are pretty much saying, like you, you got to go out, you got to get someone on the defensive line, you know, someone that could, you know, be better than what you had, and, and you got to find some more on the offensive line. Aaron, did you have anything else to add before we kind of wrap things up?
3: No, I mean, kind of like you said again, like it, the the tone, the overall tone for me may sound negative, and that's because this is all we have to judge off of right now right like uh, obviously they're still going to make some more moves they have to make some more moves they still got plenty of money um kind of like greg gabriel pointed out earlier if they want to uh like almost all of dj moore's 20 or 20 million dollar cap hit is in in you know in the way of uh base salary so they could easily convert some of that if they wanted to because his next two cap hits um in 2024 and 2025 are, are not very big especially for the caliber receiver that he is um so if they want to do that they can clear probably you know conservatively another eight to ten million dollars uh to use if they want to go that route as well so they're far from done um but again man i'm just i, I really want to see what they're going to do in the trenches because if if this is if, if if there's just going to be a bunch of small moves in the trenches until we get to the draft it's going to be at least to me it's going to be a pretty uncomfortable ride until we get to end of april
2: yeah you know I feel the same thoughts, man. I, I I just I'd like to see him upgrade at some positions. And like I said, there's long ways to go in free agency. So make sure to stick with us. Um as free agency goes on, there's a long ways to go. We can uh, still see some more signings and, and um some more moves here from the Bears. But um Aaron, where everyone follow you on Twitter? Right? And we're everyone can read your work.
3: Yep, you can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL and you can read my work on the
2: bearreport.com. Yep, you can follow me on Twitter at Zach, Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson. You can follow the bearport on Twitter, just bearport, Report, um, and read everything on the Bears at Bearport.com. Please rate, review, subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. We'll break down some more in free agency soon. Maybe if more moves happen in the coming days, we can do kind of a surprise pod or anything like that. But until next time, everyone, please stay safe.
1: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust.